though, it's the Rich Keith Show. Here we go, you're now rocking with the Rich Keith Show on your radio. You're about to hit the chronicles from a topical, comical, and knowledgeable Boston sports talker, dropping in hotter than a tropical climate. Breaking news, he supplies it, and you want the truth? Scoops Keith will find it. He's talking about all the sports. And he's also a hashtag dork And a father of two sweet daughters The leader of your squad for you evening marauders And night commuters Tune in and sit tight Six to ten, more like six to midnight Ow, the mic's hot on a night's watch crew Celtics, Bruins, Pats, and Red Sox too Doing this since the Rich Keith Project Now he's got podcasts and Twitch stream content KWFE on WEEI It's the Rich Keith Show So here's your guy all right, welcome into the Rich Keefe Show. I'm Mark Dondero. In for Rich tonight. A lot to get to as we progress towards New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and a new year, a new dawn for the New England Patriots. As reports are slowly trickling out that Bill Belichick, first reported by, I believe it was Mike Giardi of the Boston Sports Journal, and then confirmed by Andrew Callahan of the Boston Herald, um, that Bill Belichick is reportedly... Um, getting indications or feeling as if he is maybe not going to be in the in the position that he's in right now next year. Um, and he's alluded to that reportedly over the course of the last few weeks and, and month or whatever it's been. So assuming that's the case, um, and if that is the case, I think that Robert Kraft is making the right decision. And I'll start off by saying that I have nothing but respect for Bill Belichick and what he's accomplished, and I hate the fact, and I said this last night, and I'll reiterate it to start the show tonight, I hate the fact that just because I think that it's time for the Patriots to move on, I'm perceived as some sort of Belichick hater. I have nothing but respect and, and appreciation for everything he accomplished here. Um, the problem is, sometimes, it's just time. Okay, so I just want to get that out there. It is time. It's time for Bill Belichick to move on. It's time for the Patriots to find another person to lead their operation from a head coaching perspective. Um, just in case we weren't clear, just in case you haven't heard me, just in case you don't follow me on Twitter and haven't seen you know, some of my content, and, and there will be Bill Belichick content when, when it happens and when he's no longer, uh, when they announce that they are moving in a different direction. Plenty of content um, in appreciation of Bill Belichick, but it is time for the New England Patriots to move on, and it's simple. I think it would be asinine to think anything else. I mean, wake up and smell the roses here. This is where we are. The team is as bad as it's ever been under uh, Bill Belichick, but arguably under Robert Kraft's watch. I'm not saying anything that we haven't heard. I'm just reiterating my position to start this show to make sure we're clear on where I am. The, the quarterback position since Tom Brady left has been a disaster. They haven't had a plan. They haven't had production. When they did get a little bit of production, it immediately eroded, and it eroded to historically bad and disgustingly pathetic levels. That's the facts. That's not an opinion. Those are the facts. Now we're in a situation where we don't know what to do as fans. Do we root for the team to win? Because that's what we want to do. That's what we always do. But we can't do that because that's not in the best interest of the organization. Unfortunately. We don't even know what to think, what to do. And now, because the freaking commanders executed a clutch six-game losing streak, 
you have the commanders in position for the number three pick in the draft. And the worst news? The commanders in their last two games play the Cowboys and the 49ers. I don't think that might be, that's not the right order, but those I think are the two opponents left on their schedule. So they're probably going to lose out and they're going to be in position to have a top three pick, even though they beat you. (laughs) If that happens, that's one of the worst things you could see unfold for the Patriots. You miss out on the two opportunities to get those quarterbacks. You miss out on Marvin Harrison Jr. I think if the Patriots don't get one of those three players, Drake May, Caleb Williams, or Marvin Harrison Jr., they could trade up, I guess. Do I have confidence that they'll be able to trade up? No. Do I know who the hell is going to be making that decision? No. But they could trade up. Wouldn't be that big a deal to trade up from uh, from three or whatever, four to two, one, I guess. You'd be giving up something, but not that much. It's just too bad that they, I mean, they had an opportunity to get here. To get at least salvage this season by getting the top pick or a top two pick where you'd be in line for that top quarterback. And frankly, I don't understand why people aren't acting like this isn't a big deal. Okay, this is a huge deal, you know? The other team in front of the Patriots in terms of the NFL draft is the Arizona Cardinals. They have three wins. 3-12, and they play in their final two games at Philadelphia versus the Seattle Seahawks. They could get that win. I mean, I'm not going to bet on them to beat Philadelphia at Philadelphia, and Philadelphia is competing for the division crown. Maybe they beat the Seahawks at home. Maybe. I'm sorry. This is a big deal. I don't know why we're pretending like it isn't. The New York Jets could have gotten Trevor Lawrence. They ended up with Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Think about all the misery experienced by Jets fans this year, last year, all because of Zach Wilson. You want to do that? When you have the chance to do that? I don't know if this guy's going to be Trevor Lawrence. I don't know if Caleb Williams is going to be better than Trevor Lawrence, worse than Trevor Lawrence. I don't know anything about Drake May. I mean, I know I've watched him a little bit. I've read about him. I've heard what people had to say. We don't know anything about him. He could be the next Mitch Trubisky out of North Carolina. We know Bupkis. But what I do know is I'd like the chance to find out or at least the chance to draft one of those guys and get them in the program and see what you can do. Okay? If you don't or if you had the chance to get one of them and you pissed it away, that's a big deal. You know what I mean? I mean, that could set the organization back 15 years. Because if you do get a good play and you bounce back a little bit and you end up in the middle of the first round next year, then where are you? These are huge games. These are huge swings. When Chad Ryland made that kick, good on him. You feel good for the team. They work hard. They're professionals. They're trying. So I guess as a human being, you feel good, but I'm sorry. That, straight up, not the best thing for the New England Patriots. It's not. Losing is the best thing for the New England Patriots. Okay? If you have your quarterback in place, and you know that this is the quarterback of the future, this is the guy, and you're struggling in year one, and he's a rookie, and you're just losing, and it just is not good. 
Then you have an argument, screw the draft position, forget about the draft pick. Focus on playing well, winning games, and building some momentum for the future so you can have a little bit of a foundation built up to go into the offseason and beyond. If you have the quarterback in place. I feel like too many people are forgetting about that. They're forgetting about not having... The Patriots don't have the quarterback in place. You can feel good about a Bailey Zappi drive. Bailey Zappi is a nobody. I'm sorry. That might... You know, is that... I don't mean to disrespect Bailey Zappi. He, he's just a guy that's not going to be able to be the future of this organization. He's just not. You know, we saw what the we saw what a franchise quarterback looks like. And you didn't even have to watch Tom Brady closely for all those years to know. But we've seen what a franchise quarterback looks like. Bailey Zappi, he's not a franchise quarterback. I mean, I know you get impatient. You know, we just think of it this way, and not to get down the analogy road, but it's Christmas. We got a Christmas tree here in the studio. It's Christmas two days ago. When you get a Christmas present in the middle of December, you know, especially when you were a kid, it was fun to open the present right when you got it, right? You want to open it right away. It's sitting there. You think you're, you're wondering what it is. You want to open it right away. But if you keep it, if you have some patience, if you defer that gratification, It just makes Christmas morning, the actual holiday, all that much better. Because you waited and you have even more gifts to open on Christmas. The day. Everybody's so impatient. They want to root for a win now. Got to get away. They've been working hard. We've been grinding. We want wins. Get a win. I don't root for losses. We want win. Yeah, but if you wait, if you just be patient, if you just grind it out a little longer and don't open that present, it's going to be better in the long run going to be better later and I know you feel bad for these players I feel bad for these players I mean these are great players they're great people you want them to you know they're working hard you don't want them to just have you know all that hard work result in loss after loss after loss but these players aren't part of the future most of them I'm thinking about what's what's best for the organization that doesn't make me a bad fan sorry it just doesn't. I mean, that's just reality. You know, I was rooting for, like hell for them to win early in the season. I wanted them to be Philadelphia. I wanted them to be Miami. But when the season went south fast and hard, it became clear what this organization needed to do. And I'm not asking them to tank. I would never do that. That's disrespectful to the players. I commend them for how they're playing. I'm just rooting for them to lose. I wish it didn't have to be like that. I wish when I was rooting for them to win, they won. But they didn't. So now I got to root for them to lose. That's the most economical approach as a fan. And it's the best way to get back into relevancy. I mean, if, if you don't want to accept that, if you want to stay in your hardo stance that I always, I never can root for them to lose, I root for them to win. That's just stupid. That's just stupid. That's just a stupid thing to do. Sorry. You know what? I'm not sorry. That's a stupid thing to do. You can disagree with me, but I just think the best way to get back to where you want to go is getting to the top of the draft. And it seems, and I will see, you know, Jaden Daniels could be a steal. You could get him at four, maybe. In fact, at this point, I would probably do it. Maybe he's the best guy in this draft. I, didn't, I wouldn't think so. 
I saw him play against Florida State early in the season. I wasn't impressed. Put up some big numbers against some bad SEC teams. I know he played in the SEC, Heisman Trophy. I have my concerns. But at this point with where the Patriots are, if you're drafting four overall, I would do it. I would take Jaden Daniels. So you have a chance. But I'm just saying that's where the quarterback fruit usually is, at the top of the draft. So guess what? I want my team to be at the top of the draft. The higher, the better. Pat Mahomes, 10 overall, and that was late. You were lucky. The Chiefs were lucky. Shouldn't even have been there. 10 overall for Pat Mahomes. All the best quarterbacks in the league, for the most part, are drafted high, or more often than not, they're drafted high. Josh Allen, number seven overall. Joe Burrow, number one overall. Trevor Lawrence, number one overall. Andrew Luck, number one overall. Peyton Manning, number one overall. Yeah, Tom Brady. You're going to bank on that? Even Lamar Jackson. All kinds of question marks. I still got to see what he'll do in the playoffs. We'll talk about the NFL and the potential of the Ravens a little later. I just feel like you got to get to the top of the draft. And then we'll see where we are. Then you got to make the pick that's going to work. But you got to get to the top of the draft first. And they had a chance to do that. They had an opportunity to lose some of those games, and they found a way to win. Credit to the team, but it's not what the best thing for the organization is at this point. It just isn't. Okay, so that's the reality, and that's my stance. It needs to be over for Bill Bell. The other reason it needs to be over, and we'll continue to uh, make this point, but five years or four years since Tom Brady left, the program continuing to erode. And now you have the unique opportunity of being atop the draft, even though you're not one, you're still atop the draft. That would be enticing enough for a pl- a, another coach, another GM to want to come to New England and build it up from their own quarterback, own draft pick, and make their own mark on the organization. And you want that to be part of your process if you're looking for a new coach. You know what you have in Bill Belichick. It's over. You thank him. It was a great run. He's north of 70. It's gotten worse. He hasn't figured out the quarterback. He hasn't figured out receiver, the two most important positions in the NFL today. You have to move on. It's simple as that. That's the take. There's another reason why I'm down on the Patriots' current situation that dawned on me over the course of the last few days. Uh, And we saw it on display on Sunday night in maybe what was the marquee matchup or one of the best performances in the entire NFL this year. I'm going to tell you how that directly related to the New England Patriots and what's going on with them right now. When we get back, we'll open up the phone lines. But first, let's get it trending. It's the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Want Boston sports 24-7? It's easy. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. All right, back here on the Rich Keefe Show. Mark Dondero filling in for Rich. Give us a call, 617-779-7937. I want to know what you're looking for the Patriots to do, what your thoughts are on Bill Belichick, his future, the fandom, my fan take on, hey, the best thing is to lose and to get the draft pick. Let's talk to David in the car on Bill Belichick. Hey, David. Hey, good evening, Mark. Thank you for taking the call. So 
I have a, f- a few different points. I le- really would like to have the opportunity to point them out. So, you know, the Patriots losing, you know, part of us want us, you know, want them to get that first pick. But if you look the last few years, those picks weren't exactly what we thought they were going to be. So th- there's no proof in the pudding that you're going to get a good player, if, even if you get that. So, so it's again like who did like CJ like Stroud. Yeah, I mean it's. He looks I mean, pretty good. You look. I mean, you look. What's his name? Lance that went to the Niners. Yep. Uh, what's his name that went over? You know, to to Chicago. Sure, and, Zach Wilson didn't look right. We're gonna. You know, and it was a flop, right? Matt, it was a flop. Okay. Now, as far as Belichick, which is really the point of my call, and this is why I feel it's the wrong thing to let him go. So. One of the things I do for work, I'm a consultant in my business, and you don't let go of somebody without having a strong contingency plan. You want to make sure that you have a successor to come in and take over. Right now, the Patriots don't have that. You're going to gamble. You get rid of him, you're gambling. He is not the major problem. The major problem, it's been the players. It's been the talent. It's been the coaches. That has been your problem. You can have a great manager, a great owner of a business, but if you don't have all the players, all the key people, you don't succeed. And right now that is the problem with the Patriots. Oh, great ownership, a great coach, but everything else around stinks. And that is the problem with the Patriots. All right. Well, thanks for the call, David. And my response to that is, and I'm not saying David's wrong, okay, but my response to that is Robert Kraft has better or have better have seen this coming for a while now. And he better have gotten everything organized in preparation for Bill Belichick's time as the head coach of the New England Patriots to be up. Okay, so David in the car is not wrong. You need a backup plan. You need a, a whatever he said, a fallback option or a contingency plan or whatever's next. Okay, but the time is now. Belichick's time as head coach of the Patriots has expired. And if you don't have that plan ready to go, shame on you. Okay? Shame on you. I'm just saying, I'm just calling it like I see it. It's over for Belichick. Okay? It wasn't my job to have a backup plan in place. Now, I could have given you some names over the course of the last few years that I would have been interested in. And it's not too late to circle the wagons and try to get somebody or get a plan in place and and a short list of really good names that you want to have as the next candidate for head coach. But the time for him is up. Okay, it's up. And whether or not you have a plan, um, I I still think you need to move on and take your chances. I think his, his message has, even though they're still playing hard, I don't see how a turnaround is going to take place with that man as the head coach. It's just been too long. It's just time for a new voice, which we've seen here in Boston many times. Terry Francona, new voice. Claude Julian, new voice. Doc Rivers, ultimately you got a new voice, and it's worked out. It worked out essentially for each organization. Not as much the Bruins, um, but they still went back to the cup. I mean, it did work out. Bruce Cassidy, they were good with Bruce Cassidy. They went to the cup. Could have won a cup. Should have won a cup. All three times from the other teams, when they moved on from that first coach that led them to a championship, it has worked out. (laughs) 
Let's talk to Elizabeth in Brockton. Hey, Elizabeth. Hey, I'm actually in Boston. But first of all, a year ago, people, or less than a year ago, people were bitching about Missoula. And now they're like, oh, Missoula's great. But that's the Celtics. What I'm going to say to you, we can move on from Belichick, because I think you're right. I think we his time is up, but not to Harbaugh. Okay? If it's Harbaugh, I will not watch another Patriots game. You're talking like, about Jim Harbaugh from not, Michigan. Correct. Okay. Okay? Because he's just, he's like, he's awful. Okay? And people are like, oh, because I've been listening to you guys for couple days now actually more than a couple days but like Harbaugh's not the answer it may not be Belichick I I am a like I do think that Mayo like I like him I like trying it but and I like trying somebody other than Belichick the issue is and somebody on WEEI brought it up is Belichick knows everything about everything about this organization you're not just giving up a head coach you're giving up a GM who knows whose meetings it is and all of that. And I'm just going to say, go Celtics, go Bruins, go Rebs, uh, go Boston. All right. Thanks, Elizabeth. Um, well, first, I don't know what the GM point had to do with this or what he – I mean, he knows. I, I will say on, G, on Harbaugh, I'm a Jim Harbaugh guy, okay? Now, I know he has had turmoil in Michigan and there was this scandal and whatever – I don't like to see that, obviously, but I look at what, just the facts. I look at what Jim Harbaugh did at Stanford. I, more importantly, I look at what Jim Harbaugh did with the 49ers. I mean, he brought Alex Smith, who was a bust, a, a picture of a bust, and he brought him to the NFC Championship game. That defense was awesome. It was quarterback play. It was defense under Jim Harbaugh. Now, it did take longer than I thought at Michigan to sort of get it going, but now he's got it going at Michigan and they're a dynasty in the way, you know, dynasty in the works. So, uh, you know, he's 60 years old. He's a little older now. I probably would have preferred it five years ago, but I'm open to the name mainly because if you bring in a guy like Jim Harbaugh, you're cleaning house and he's going to bring in his own staff. And that's what I think this organization needs to do. Elizabeth brought up Gerard Mayo. Okay. I like that. I wouldn't be against Gerard Mayo. I like Gerard Mayo. The problem is you're going to, assuming you get a young quarterback in here, if you have Gerard Mayo as your head coach, you're going to need an offensive mind to pair with the young quarterback. And if the offensive mind is worth a damn and the young quarterback looks good, well, guess what's going to happen to that offensive mind? He's going to get a job, a head coaching job, or a promotion to another team a year or two years after you bring him in with this new quarterback. Not ideal. That's why, even though I like Gerard Mayo and that idea, that's why I would prefer an offensive guy, a guy that could come in and grow with the new quarterback and they could come up into this mix and be the part, you know, the faces of the New England Patriots going forward. It's tough to do. Like I said, I hope Bill Belichick, if he is gone, I hope that Robert Kraft has planned for this day way in advance and that they're not rushing around trying to figure out what their shortlist is going to look like in December of 2023. This thing has been going sideways for a long time now. Okay, we've had plenty of opportunities to see that it got screwed up. It wasn't looking good. It wasn't trending in the right direction. The quarterback, the situation at quarterback was all over the map. Cam Newton, Mac Jones, Mac Jones good, Mac Jones bad. It's been all over the place. And then you had the coaching fiasco last year. 
You could have made the argument that you could have fired Bill Belichick after last year. Not That's not an automa- argument I was making. But you could have made that argument which should have set off, hey, we need to be prepared for if it gets worse, for if this day comes and it's here. So you should be prepared, Mr. Kraft, Jonathan Kraft, all the Krafts. They need to be prepared. Let's talk to Joe in the car. Hey, Joe. What's up? What's up? Okay, let, let's back up the truck here. First of all, uh, Dave over there that just called when he said about Belichick, you got to have a plan before, you know, it's the coach. Well, first of all, Belichick's a coach. Then he went on and said, it's the players. Well, guess what? Belichick picks the players, okay? And then you have this girl, uh, Elizabeth or whatever, about Jim Harbaugh. I would take Jim Harbaugh in a heartbeat. You need a player's coach here, man. That is the new coaching in the NFL. You don't need a hot ass or hot, excuse my language, but you don't need a hot guy like Belichick who wants to rule everything. These guys already know the next guy in. The reports from Kerman said after the game in Germany, they already knew he was gone. So, of course, they already have somebody lined up. So, I don't know what this guy did. We need a change. If it was anybody else, Belichick would have been gone. But because he's had all these Super Bowls, because of Tom Brady, yes, I said it, and I will continue to say it on the station, you know, that's what the – that's what they're doing. They're going to wait till at the end of the year. But this guy, they already got a plan. So, I don't know what this guy Dave and Elizabeth's talking about. All right. Uh, th- thanks, Joe. Back. Okay. It's not worth getting fired up over David and Elizabeth's calls. Joe, it's all right. I, I don't disagree. I would take Jim Harbaugh. Um, yeah, it is time. I just, you know, th- this is where the organization is. And, yeah, I would think based on the reporting is a good point by by Joe there. They probably have a plan in place based on the reporting that has been leaked. You know, the Pat McAfee comment ahead of the Army-Navy game. Tom Curran reporting that after Germany. You know, Mike uh, Mike Giardi saying that Belichick has sort of alluded to the fact that, I mean, all these things indicate that the Crafts are making their plans or having um, these conversations. You know, and I I don't know the, the whole hard-ass thing. You you need to be a player's coach today. I do agree with that. Um, and maybe that's why this name that I would be open to hasn't gotten a chance. Eric Bieniemy, Sort of known for being sort of rough around the edges, in your face. I don't know if players dig that all the time. Even though I think a lot of them would say he deserves to be a head coach. He's an offensive mind. He's a younger guy. Hasn't gotten a chance. I'd be open to him. I'd be open to that. You know, I just think, you know, it's okay. It's okay that it's it's come to this with Bill Belichick. It never ends well. So we know that. We don't need to freak out. It never ends well. Terry Francona didn't end well. Doc Rivers didn't end up going well. He ended up in Los Angeles with the Clippers. Everybody, you know, Claude Julian, it was messy. They got rid of him. It didn't end well. It never ends well. Okay, rarely do you see the legendary coach sail off into the sunset waving back at his It just doesn't happen. Okay, so it's okay. It's not going to end so smoothly. That's okay. It's been 24 years. That's a great, historic, unprecedented run. Enjoy that. Enjoy the fact that they were able to do what they did over the course of 20-plus years. 
It's okay that it's over. We don't need to all freak out that it's over. They got a good opportunity. I'm, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be the voice of reason here. They've got a great opportunity to draft high. Okay. Now I don't care. One of the callers brought up some of the missteps that other teams have made. I don't care if other teams have swung and missed at the beginning of the draft or at the top of the draft. That's where the best quarterbacks usually are found. So if you got a chance to do that or draft in that position, you got to do it and you got to hit. I don't know who's going to be making that selection. I don't know who's going to be making those decisions. But you've got to find a way to do what you have to do to not just get to the top of the draft, but once you're there, make the right selection. But I still want to be there. I'm not going to root for wins because, well, a lot of teams get to the top of the draft and screw it up. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to assume that if my team's at the top of the draft, they're going to get the right guy. Now, I'll tell you this. In terms of the guys at the top, You've got Caleb Williams, okay? Caleb Williams is a sure thing. Is he a sure star at quarterback in the NFL? Absolutely not. But what he is a sure thing in regards to, there is going to be, if he if you draft Caleb Williams, you automatically are going to get any and all juice associated with that selection and his talent. You know he has the talent to be a top-tier NFL quarterback, and all of the hype surrounding that selection and the potential and the hope, you can cash in on all of that. Okay, so that's good from a fan perspective in the offseason. It's not going to mean anything come September, but I'll take it at this point. And you're going to get the hype. You're gonna, he's going to have a long leash, and it's going to be fun to watch how it unfolds. You're guaranteed that. Everything after him from a quarterback perspective is not guaranteed. It would be interesting and intriguing if the Patriots end up with Drake May or even Jaden Daniels. But that's about it. I mean, there's no guarantee Drake May is going to be any type of star. There's no guarantee Drake May is going to be box office. There's no guarantee he's even going to be able to get on the field as a rookie. Caleb Williams would be a huge upset if he doesn't win the job, especially for the Patriots, and gets on the field. He's dynamic, he's explosive, between the lines, he's as good, he's as talented as you'll find. You'll at least get that juice and that hype, and it'll be something that teams will have to respect. Drake May, Jaden, could be awesome. They could be better than Caleb Williams. But you're not going to get the same level of juice that Caleb Williams will bring. If you're able to get Marvin Harrison, it's not going to change your franchise, but I think he's the most surefire thing and you're going to get a receiver that's within three years going to be your number one at the position that's one of the most, if not the most position, obviously outside of quarterback in football. I, so, I, sorry to interrupt, but no, I go think, ahead, Nico. Mark, that three years, it will be quicker than that for Marvin Harrison Jr. with the wide receiver room that the Patriots have right now. For me, that's the guy I want because, like you say, he's the most sure thing in the draft. I have concerns about all three quarterbacks. And this Patriots rebuild is going to take longer than people realize, I think. Their entire offense has holes all over the place. You have to fix that entire offensive line. And with the Patriots winning, they're falling back. I'm almost at the point where I say you got to take the best available player at wherever you are because you have needs for offensive line, quarterback, and wide receiver. So you would take Marvin Harrison even if they had the number one pick? Yes, because I think he is the most sure thing in the draft, and I think you can get a bridge quarterback and then dig back into the draft layer. I would still try to draft maybe 
Originally, I thought Jaden Daniels was going to go later in the first round and you could trade up for him. Now he's skyrocketing up draft boards. He's kind of reminding me of the way Baker Mayfield did it when he won the Heisman. Mm -hmm. He climbed all the way up. He was originally projected in the 20s, and then he goes number one overall to Cleveland. I feel like that's happening a little bit with Jaden Daniels, the way he's skyrocketing all the hype around him. Yeah. And so I think maybe you got to look at a guy like maybe J.J. McCarthy in the second round. I'm not completely sold on him. But I wouldn't mind taking a shot there while you get a bridge quarterback. But I think the biggest thing is you got to have the right coach to develop the next guy. And I think the name you brought up in Biennemi is the guy. I mean, you look how the Chiefs offense has struggled without him. He knows what he's doing offensively. They need offensive-minded coach. It's nothing against Gerard Mayo, but where this team is now, the way the league is, you need a guy that can truly mold your next quarterback into a superstar. The coaching's important there. The, the Patriots have a chance to take some chances. I mean, they're going to be at the bottom, one of the worst teams in the league when it's all said and done. I definitely don't think they're going to be. It's funny. I definitely don't think they're going to beat um, Buffalo, and I definitely don't think they're going to lose to the Jets. So they're probably going to win one more game. Who knows where they end up drafting if that happens. Um, I wouldn't do it. I disagree. I would take the quarterback. I understand your infatuation with Marvin Harrison. I do think he's the most surefire thing, but. I think you could get a, a top-notch wide receiver, a Justin Jefferson, a, a Jamar Chase. You can get them at 5, at 7, at 11 down the road in future drafts. I just don't think if you have the opportunity to draft that high, and especially if you have the number one overall pick, as many red flags I've seen from Caleb Williams, I, I, I'm infatuated with his talent. And, you know, we'll see how the pre-draft process goes. There's still a long way to go. I would take a quarterback. I'd figure out which one you love, and I would take that quarterback. 617-779-7937 is the phone number. What do you think the Patriots should do? Um, you know, I still I feel like there is more of a consensus. Even the Belichick people realize that it's reached the end of the road. You just got to find the quarterback. I mean, if you find the right quarterback, a lot goes away very quickly. Because then it doesn't become as big of a deal who the offensive coordinator is. Then it doesn't become as big of a deal who the head coach is even, if the right quarterback's in place. I don't know if that guy exists in this draft. Um, you know, that guy might only – there might be only five guys in the last 30 years that we've seen that are able to do the things that I'm asking a quarterback to do. And the reason I'm asking is because um, it was a situation where they had the best quarterback in the league for so many years. So we saw what that looked like. But I just feel like this Patriots team needs to get a quarterback – um. obviously, and if they can do it, the question then becomes, if they stay in the top four, is Jaden Daniels worth consideration at that pick? 617-779-7937. I promise when we get back, we're going to talk about what I saw on Sunday night that relates to the Patriots and why I'm even more concerned about the current situation as we head towards the end of the season and look at the prospects of Bill Belichick's future. is the Rich Keefe Show, WEI. You're listening to the Rich Keefe Show on Boston Sports Original, WEI. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Type that into your app search, then download. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, Mark Dondero in for Rich. Um, I appreciate the emails are already rolling in. If you have a question, 
our random ask emails. Mark.dondero at odyssey.com is the address. Keep them coming. We'll get to some of these emails later in the show. Um, we see Chuck and Winthrop, Mike and Sagas. We'll get to some of these emails later. Um, 617-779-7937 is the phone number. There's some texts, Nico. You want to roll through a text or two? Yep. So we got a texter who says to bring back Bill Belichick and Bailey Zappi next next year. Bring him back? Bring him back. <laughs> ba- I mean, look, if Bailey Zappi wants to come back and compete for the backup job, okay. I mean, it depends on what type of quarterback you end up with, I guess. Um, it's the end of the road for Bill Belichick. You'll never get me on that train. It is time to move on. It has gotten to that point. We've been trending this way for a long time. Now's the time. Anything else? We have another one that says fans are impatient. They stare at phones all day. We all know this is a five to ten year rebuild. And why is Kraft um, holding cash spending down? I'm not sure this is a five to ten year rebuild. Doesn't I think have that's an exaggeration. And, and that goes to my point that I was going to make. Okay, and this is what I was teasing, and this is what I was thinking about. You know. What was the rebuild? And I understand that these this organization wasn't dealing with Tom Brady leaving. I mean, that's a big thing to replace. But what was the rebuild like in Baltimore? After not just forget about Joe Flacco. You know, he was a good quarterback the year they won the Super Bowl. He was awesome in the playoffs. You know, was he a franchise quarterback? I don't think so. He was solid for them. He was a good quarterback for them. Obviously not Tom Brady. But you had to replace. Who did you have to replace that were big, big names for them? You had to replace Ray Lewis. You had to replace Ed Reed. You had to replace... Terrell Suggs, you know, not as big of a name, but still a guy on that defense that was a part of the culture, a part of what you were doing. Did the Ravens' culture change at all when those guys all left? And they've been gone a long time. Not really. They still go out there years after all those guys left and punch the best team in the league in the mouth on the road and win the game that might have been the marquee matchup of the NFL this year. Why is that? The answer has to be the head coach and John Harbaugh. Now, again, he wasn't trying to replace a legend like Tom Brady, but, you know, the Patriot way, it walked out the door when Brady left. The Baltimore Ravens, they didn't dissolve into thin air when Ray Lewis and Ed Reed left. They're still the same type of team. Hard-nosed, defensive culture, strong, defensive-minded, and good. (laughs) Still contending for AFC championships and, and, and whatnot. Super Bowls. That's what I think everybody hoped the Patriots would look like after Tom Brady. Again, The Ravens weren't trying to replace a legend. In fact, they probably have a better quarterback now than they've ever had. But the point still stands, and it's not apples to apples. I understand that. But the Ravens' culture is exactly the same as it was when they had some of the best defensive players the league had ever seen playing defense. Is the defense as good as then? No, probably not. Maybe not. But the culture is still the same. The principles are still the same. And most importantly, the results are similar. Now, again, higher bar, six Super Bowls versus with Harbaugh, one Super Bowl, one Super Bowl appearance. So they didn't have as high of a bar to reach, but they still maintained their culture. 
maintained everything that they were doing when you had Ray Lewis, when you had Terrell Suggs, when you had Ed Reed, when you had Olodi Nata, and some of those guys. Same culture. The Patriots, not even close. Everything has changed. Nobody thought it was going to look this different. Even me, somebody that's on the record talking about in 2019, so this is before Brady even left, on the record saying this is more Brady than Belichick. I knew it. A lot of people did. It was more Tom Brady than Bill Belichick. 5-11 and 11 in 2000, 0-2, oh Brady comes in, all of a sudden the whole damn thing turns around. I mean, that's what sold me. I don't know about everybody else. I still give Bill Belichick a lot of credit. I don't mean to downplay his accomplishments and his contributions, but it was more Brady than Belichick. But even somebody that felt that way since 2019, I never, ever dreamed, dream, it was going to get this bad or they would look this different without Tom Brady. I figured they wouldn't win a Super Bowl. I thought, probably not going to make every AFC championship game going forward. To be at the top of the draft and at the bottom of the league and to see the discipline erode before our very eyes and to watch the offense look as inept as it's looked this year and last year and to be such a boring, monotonous, tedious team to watch week in and week out, I never thought it would sink that low. Baltimore Ravens haven't changed that much. The Patriots, night and day. And I just want to know why. Why is our head coach not able to keep it together towards the level of what the Ravens coach is able to do? Not fair. I get it. A very different situation in terms of where the bar was. But the Patriot way should not have up and just in you know evaporated completely just because Tom Brady left. But they have fallen so far, it's just another reason why it's time. It's another reason why the Crafts have been planning for this. They have to have been. And they're going to, based on the reports, execute um, you know, the plan to move out, move on from Bill Belichick. And as a result, we're going to start preparing for that day to happen. And later in the show, we're going to start talking about the top 10 moments of Bill Belichick's time here in the Patriots um, or with the Patriots and running the Patriots as their head coach. 10 specific moments that define Bill Belichick's time here. And I'm not talking about some of the off-the-field stuff. I mean, there's a little bit of that, but it's more things he did to impact the team on the field. From 10 to 1, we ranked them. We'll do that a little bit later. 617-779-7937 is the phone number. Um, When we get back, we'll go around the NFL a little bit. It's getting good. Um, It's going to be a great AFC field in the playoffs. The NFC field, not that far behind, not as interesting to me. But what should I be as a Patriots fan looking for come the NFL playoffs? Because the AFC should be captivating. And it's going to be interesting once we get there. This is the Rich Keefe Show. Mark Dundero in for Rich on WEI.